0: Imagine hearing about goals in a new and refreshing way, a way that would actually help you see that getting what you really want is achievable and that with a simple mindset shift, the time that it takes to get it can actually just fly by. The good news is you don't have to imagine this because this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast will help show you how. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer. Because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now, let's be doers and dive into this episode. I got a quick confession to share with you before we jump into episode 10 of the Doer's Journey podcast. So I had big plans for this episode because my initial plan was to go back and go over the first nine episodes and pull out 10 of the things that I just really felt like were golden and really review those things with you. But those plans all changed after I had my conversation with Chris Robinson about goals. Chris has such a refreshing way of looking at goals that I wanted you to get this episode as soon as possible. Now Chris and I talk about some of the traditional things when it comes to goal setting things that you've probably heard of. But Chris is also going to share some things with you when it comes to goal setting that I believe is going to help revolutionize the way you approach them. So let me tell you a little bit about Chris. Chris is the founder of R3 Coaching, a company dedicated to helping individuals and businesses achieve their personal and business growth goals. And he's also the executive vice president of John Maxwell Enterprise Entrepreneurial Solutions Center, where he helps lead and develop over 33,000 leadership coaches all over the world. So get ready to take notes that you can take action on as you listen into my conversation with speaker, executive coach, and leader Chris Robinson. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, man. I'm doing great, Carlos, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's been a little while since we've been together in person, and I I was so excited to uh, come on to the show here and uh, just spend some time with you, man. So I'm excited about today.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And as you and I were talking right before this, you know, for you that's listening, Chris and I probably met about, I would say, seven to eight years ago at Damn. an event in Nashville, Tennessee. And at that time, that was before Chris was with the John Maxwell team. He and I were just learning things about online marketing and leadership. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, Chris, I've never shared this with you, and you probably heard this before, but just talking with you, I knew at that event that that event really wasn't a destination for you. It was more yeah. of a, a a stepping stone because yeah. I just heard so much in your voice, heard so much greatness in you. And I knew there was something else <laughs> that was brewing inside of you. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all that you're now where you are with your R3 <laughs> coaching, executive vice president with John Maxwell. You know, it's no mm-hmm. surprise to me at all. So again, honored to have you on here to talk uh, to us today about goals.
1: Yeah, same here, man. Like there was this connection that we had in that short window of time. I mean, I can clearly remember sitting at a pub table with you outside the conference room, having this conversation. And um like when immediately when I got the message from you, it's like, yeah, like we had just stepped out of that conversation from eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know a connection's for real. Because <laughs> it was like the conversation never stopped. And right. we really had that major touch at that time. And so I was more than I think I probably replied back to you maybe in Forty-five seconds to begin, you know, being on the show. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I want to be on here with you. So glad to be here with you, man. That's
0: awesome. So, so let's talk about that, Chris. We're going to talk about goals today, and it's kind of amazing to me because you know this is the Doers Journey podcast, and oftentimes, yeah. you know, goals is one of the first things that people thought about or think about. And we're actually about ten episodes into the podcast <laughs> now. Uh, and now we're finally talking about goals. But I'd like for the the listener to hear a little bit more about your story, about where you're at now, because you're at an amazing spot in your life right now. Was is where you're at now? Was did you set a goal to be here, or how did that come about?
1: No, it, it wasn't. Because I, I I would say that over the years I've got away. This is going to be contrary to it, but I've got away from setting goals and not being so much goal-oriented, but growth-oriented. Now, it sounds cliche, so enjoy the journey and be a part, but it's the truth of the matter as you really begin to achieve some goals because the problem with goal setting itself is that it's a destination point, and then it's like, what's next? It's what's next? There's almost this letdown that comes from once you achieve something, then the destination is reached, and you stop where when you're growth oriented, you continue on beyond the goal and you're looking for who you've become versus what you've achieved. And so when I look at, you know, what I'm doing today, you know, I said, hey, I've become this version of Chris Robinson. And then as I look at my future, I look at, well, who do I need to become? What version of Chris Robinson do I need to become? Like, I'm not Chris Robinson fully yet. I'm the full expression of who Chris Robinson is today today. But yet there's a greater Chris Robinson five years, 10 years down the road. So I'm looking at how do I become that person versus going, well, I have a goal for this or that. You know, so today, you know, I, I really, what I believe is I live a figment of my imagination and that's all goal setting is. And so did I see myself as a faculty member for the John Maxwell team? Absolutely. I saw that. I did not see early on, me becoming the president of the faculty. I did not see the organization being over 33,000 coaches large at this point in time. I did not see me running the company until probably about um, a year and a half ago is when I became the president of faculty. I'd only disclosed this to one other person. They said, well, Chris, where do you go from here? Like, you know, you're the president of the faculty for John Maxwell team. What do you do next? And I said, I believe one day I'll run the company. Now, nowhere in my mind did it even register that it would be 18 months later, okay? (laughs) It, It was, I was thinking five years, 10 years, but it was in my heart, it was in my soul that, hey, one day I'll run this organization. But then people say, now that you run this, what do you do now? And what I want you guys to understand is where I'm at today now is I've achieved something great. I've ascended a ladder, but still today at 40 years old, running the largest leadership training company on the planet, this is my stepping stone, not my destiny. There's more for me. There's more impact. There's more influence that I have been put on this planet to achieve, and I'm becoming that Chris Robinson.
0: That's amazing. And, and, you know, just the start of our conversation, when I said, when I saw you, I knew that wasn't a a destination for you sitting there in Nashville, Tennessee. I was like, you know, God was just showing more that was in you and that was, you know, so it's amazing that you just said that. I, I love that. So let's talk about, you know, you said growth, focusing on growth and going back to goals. If you did, if you were coaching me right now and we started talking about goals, how would yeah. you define that what's the chris robinson definition yeah. of a goal
1: yeah so it's number one is what do you want what do you want okay cuz too many times we set goals that aren't ours we set goals of what we think looks like success so we've got to redefine success and then you've got to get crystal clear on what it is that you want okay so um success to me is forward movement okay are you in a better position today than you were last month. Now, if I think about, you know, the beginning of our context, you know, you said this was birthed out of a place where I really didn't feel like where I was supposed to be in life. Well, if you had told yourself five years ago, you know, prior that you were going to be where you are today, you probably would have been ecstatic. You probably would have said if you could have seen Carlos five years prior, 10 years prior and said, you know, this is where you're going to be. Your kids are going to be doing this. They're going to be going to D1 schools and playing sports. And if you could have got a glimpse of that, you probably would have said, oh, my goodness, that's great. But because of society, because of social media, because of, in, uh, you know, content of information and surroundings, we get to these places where we get to where we want to be, you know, or we get what we want, but then don't want what we got. Mm. <laughs> because we haven't found that place of contentment or clearly defined what it is that we want. What is it that you want? And so I would start with that. And what I found is that every single thing that you want, that you've been crystal clear about that you've got it every single time, you know, the microphone that you're talking on right now, you said, Hey, I want that microphone that set up with the swing arm. I want that. Guess what? You got it. The chair that you're sitting in, you walked past at the store that one day and said, Ooh, That's the chair I want. That will look great in my office. I can sit back. I can see myself in it. And you got it because you were crystal clear on what you want. So the first question I ask anyone if they're trying to set goals is simply, what do you want? What do you want? Now, from there, it's what do you know of that you know that you need to do in order to take a step? Not the step, not a full plan, but what's the next step that you know of? Okay. For some of us that could be, you know, Googling some information. It could be reading a book. It could be listening to an audio. It could be contacting a friend or a mentor, but what's the next step that you know of and take that step too many times in setting goals. We set these goals. Now I'm saying that plural because there's goals with an S on the way to a goal, you know, because if we, if we don't set small goals along the way, or destination points along the way, we get frustrated and we quit. We look at a goal that's so far out. We just keep saying, well, you know what? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And what are we doing in that sense? We're programming ourselves for failure versus programming ourselves for success. So if you're setting small stopping points along the way, yes, you know what? I did work out one day. You know what? (laughs) I did two push push-ups today. And we've got to celebrate those successes along the way. So what do you want? What action step do you know of to get there? What action step do you know of to get there? And take that step that you are aware of. And then if you want to move further in any area, it really boils down to three things. You need knowledge, you need experience, and you need coaching or mentoring. You need knowledge, you need experience, and coaching or mentoring. If you want to grow in any area, That's the combination that I have used time after time after time again in order to achieve what I want. And then stop negotiating. Last thing I'll say is stop negotiating your dream. I can teach you on this for the next hour, Carlos. We don't have to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Stop negotiating with your dream. What Mm -hmm. do I mean by that is that you begin to write down your goal, your dream, but then you look at your current circumstances and situations. They don't line up with where you go, and then you begin to shrink those goals back Mm -hmm. because you think – I can't achieve that. You know, we were sitting on the beach the other day as we just moved down here to Florida. And I mean, we have a nice size home here, but here in West Palm Beach, Florida, along the coast, it will stretch your imagination. And we were sitting on the beach. One day uh, this past weekend, and we looked back at this house that was this contemporary mold shape. It was, you know, had cantilever, um, you know, uh, uh, molding off of it. So pieces of the house were hanging off the house. It was just awesome. And my wife says, Well, man, you know, if, if these houses over here are a million plus, can you imagine what that is? I said, Yeah. It's just a number. Somebody imagined it. Somebody lived there. And so we could have that one day. It's just a number. Mm-hmm. It's just an imagination. And so it doesn't take any more energy to dream and achieve big than it does to dream and achieve small. It takes the exact same energy. So when you're writing out these goals and your dreams, don't negotiate the dream. Don't negotiate the dream because If it's put inside of your heart, it's achievable if you take the time to pursue it and can sustain thought on how to achieve it. I think about the very first home that we bought. You know, we had no business inside of these model homes at the time. There was nothing on paper that says I should even step foot into these homes. But every single weekend, we would go there. We would sit down. We would look around. We got familiar with a new environment we would pick out the furniture in the room we would go to the store imaginary shopping we would place this we would place that we had no business inside this home 18 months later we owned that home built out the way that we wanted to why because we got clear on what it is that we wanted and we went after the next step that we knew of get clear on what you want you'll get it every time
0: I love that. You know, I was the funny thing, Chris, right before this interview, I was actually driving around here where I live in South Carolina and I was in a neighborhood looking at homes and these yeah. homes are like two to three. If you looked at the market <laughs> or finances, it's like two to three steps above where we are now. <laughs> right. And so it's p- so powerful what you're saying, because I call that the law of exposure. You yes. got to expose yourself. I did that with my kids, you know, with my my. My daughter, she wanted to go to D one. So what did we do? We started exposing her to these yeah. the best D one colleges that we could find so she so can see something bigger from where she was at now. And right. I think you explained that so beautifully when you said that. So I, I wanna yeah. I wanna dig a little deeper into yeah, that because cool. you said something about, you know, stretching your imagination. And yeah. that's something a coach has shared with me before, you know, this term called, you know, stretch goals. You know, when you set a goal, set a set one that's really far out there. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've had struggles with that in the past because they said, you know, make it a stretch goal. One that you can't, you know, you can't really reach, but you can reach. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of confusing. And I'm like, well, if I set a goal to make a million dollars in a month and I really know that's really just a stretch goal to try to get me a little further, how does that help me? So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can
1: solve it just like this. We never set unrealistic goals. We only set unrealistic timelines. Mm.
0: Say that again. Say that again.
1: We never set unrealistic goals. We only set unrealistic timelines. So where we often get distracted with our goals is that we say, well, in the next 12 months, I want to make a million dollars. Okay. But here 's the truth of reality if you don 't become the person that makes a million dollars in that twelve months, but now you become a you know a, a six figure owner hundred fifty thousand dollar earner, okay it may take you eight years, five years, ten years to become that million dollar year earner that goal wasn 't unrealistic. maybe the timeline was unrealistic okay, and then the timeline really doesn 't have to be unrealistic, but we 're saying hey we 're setting the stretch goal. we know that hey this isn 't likely. But yet, that goal is very likely, but the timeline may not be likely. And that's the difference maker. And oftentimes, people quit goals. They walk away from goals. Why? Because they didn't hit a timeline. And this is the difference between average people and above average people. Average people hold on to the struggle for a timeline. They hold on for a timeline. Well, if it doesn't work for me by the end of the year, Carlos, I'm going to go get a job. But the above average person, they hold on to the struggle long enough until it happens. Mm. They don't say, hey, I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to make, you know, a million dollars in this year. And if I don't make it, I'm going to quit. No, the the above average person says, I'm going to be a million dollar earner. I don't care how long it takes me to become a million dollar earner. I'm going to stay in pursuit. I'm going to sustain thought into that until it happens. That's the difference between average and above average person.
0: And, you know, that timeline you said, the perfect timeline, you kept on saying a word there, Chris, it's until. Until. How long are you going to give yourself to be a millionaire? Until. until. You know, how long are you going to give yourself to get in shape? Until. <laughs> until. Until. I get in shape. If I don't get right. in shape by next month, I'm it's still okay. good. Oh, man. <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> I love somebody it. Free. <laughs> right, right, right. So, Chris, I know you're talking from experience, so... Talk about, cause you know, a lot of times with these goal conversations, we want to talk about all the fluffy stuff and oh Chris, you set this goal and you achieved it. Talk Uh, about one time you didn't achieve a goal and you know, how that made you feel. And and if it was a goal that you bounced back from, or maybe achieved a little while, a little later.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I I don't think that there isn't a goal that I've set that I haven't achieved. It's Mm -hmm. the timeline. It's the timeline. You know, and that's where we get antsy, and that's where we give up. Is it's that timeline? Like, I, I wanted to be a faculty member for the John Maxwell team, you know, five years ago, six years ago. You know, um, you know, I I was joined the John Maxwell team in 2011. Look, in 2012 and 13, I thought I was ready. You know, (laughs) in 2014, I was preparing content. I was preparing lessons. And then in 2016, I had the opportunity. I was um, actually it was about a year prior. I was in the country of Paraguay. I ran into the president of, of John Maxwell team at the time. He was having breakfast by himself. I said, I can go stand in line or I can go ask him if I can go have lunch, breakfast with him. And we begin to talk and have this dialogue. And he said, well, Chris, you know, we've been watching you. He goes, if I gave you the opportunity to teach, when would you be ready? I said, today. Uh, he says, what would you teach on? I said, this. He says, great. He goes, I'm gonna have you fill in on a couple phone calls. Six months later, I'm filling in on some phone calls. And then, um, you know, there was a transition and I was able to take over a role as a faculty member. But I had been preparing content for two and a half, three years. I had been preparing content for two and a half, three years, that when one day when I get the seat, that I was going to deliver this content, okay? So I was prepared for the opportunity, but I didn't push for the opportunity. And when the timing was right, it worked out. It worked out. And so, um, again, it was a timeline issue, not a I didn't reach the goal issue.
0: Mm. And I, I love that. You know, I was thinking about stay prepared so you don't have to get prepared.
1: That's right. And I heard another person, you know, dig
0: your well before you're thirsty. So right. when, when that opportunity come, and that's, you know, people call it, oh, you were lucky, Chris.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was.
0: Chris wasn't lucky.
1: I was, but I was ready.
0: Right. We were ready. Opportunity. And preparation crossed each other and yeah, you were ready to roll. That, that is so yeah. awesome. So now let's talk about, you know, we talked about the, the three steps and things like that. Yeah. Let's kind of back up a little bit. If you were coaching me and, you know, I was a person that wasn't setting goals, whether I run a company or doing yeah. some, something for myself personally, and yeah. I didn't really know the benefits of a goal, what, what would you say the benefits of a goal is?
1: Well, I mean, the, there's only one benefit to the goal mm-hmm. is getting what you want. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had to simplify it, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you want to get what you want? Right. Uh, that's the only benefit to it. Um, when I, if, if I want to simplify it is that, hey, I want to help you get what you want. So let's get clear on what it is that you want. And then let's go after it. Let's bring all the resources that you need to it. Let's bring the people that you need to it. Let's bring the action steps that we know of to it we do that, we're going to get in hot pursuit. And if you can commit, to sustain, and sustain that thought long enough, we're going to reach the goal. It doesn't matter what it is. If we can do those three things and sustain thought, and sustain thought, the wherewithal to stay in the game towards that goal, you're going to get it every single time, every single time.
0: Mm. So you've worked, you got, you got your R3 coaching, and obviously yeah. you're, uh, you're now with John Maxwell. You work with both individuals and businesses, So how do you work or what's the difference between helping somebody with an individual goal versus helping a business with their goal?
1: They're, They're not. There's no difference. Okay, And so when I work with the company, you know, I go in there with the preface that I'm working a whole individual and that whole individual consists of personally and professionally. And so if I can help you personally, I'll help you professionally. If I can help you professionally, it'll help you personally. And so I look at a whole being when going into an organization or as an individual, because look, I mean, when you talk about like me working with like a veteran sales rep or manager, look, they know how to sell their product better than anybody else. But what happens is they've got something personal going on that's conflicting with their professional work. It's causing them to have less results in their professional area or vice versa. So I take a holistic approach to saying, hey, there's nothing off the table. If I can help you reach your goal in your marriage, if I can help you reach your goal in your finances, if I can help you reach your goal you know, spiritually, if I can help... I want to help you where you feel like there's a gap. So I'm not just here for your leadership development. We're going to do that. We're going to solve those problems, but I'm here to help you as a person. And as I do that, man, the greater responsibility, the greater production comes to the company as helping a whole person, not just for the specific area I'm hired for.
0: Mm. So now as a, if you are, if you're working with a leader of a company yeah. who their team was having a challenge with reaching a goal. What's one of the first maybe questions you would ask or one thing, one of the things you would look for when it comes to talking with that leader to help that team achieve the goal?
1: Yeah. So what does he want? (laughs) What What do you want? Like it's, what do you want it to look like? All right. Well, what are you not reaching on that goal? Why do you believe that you're not hitting it? You know, is your team behind you? Are you getting a yes to three questions that all followers ask? All followers ask three questions. Can you help me? Can you trust me? Do you care for me? Is your team giving you a yes to those three questions? You know, and then again, we, we've got to figure out where do you guys want to go. But I think just analyzing, taking time to reflect, looking at where you are as an individual, looking at some of your blind spots or shortcomings, looking at why, you know, some of your self-limiting beliefs or why you think that you're not getting to where you want to go. Uh we can help speak into that and really help a person get to where they want to go. My goal is to help you get clear and clear out the clutter to stop making excuses and start getting the results that you want.
0: Mm. so now you do you know speaking and all that, and i was as I was researching and going through this, you know you talk about you know five key areas that you believe every person must set a goal in and we don't want to give all five of those let's um talk about maybe one or two that you feel like every person should be setting a goal in
1: right yeah so as you look at some of that content and and again this is me evolving as a person you know Mm -hmm. as you looked at or found some of that content online like i really don't teach in in setting areas setting goals in five different areas of life anymore okay um this is a common philosophy this is a philosophy that I bought into and I think served me for a period of time. But as I've grown and evolved, I really don't think it makes sense to set goals in five different areas. Now, let me explain to you why I believe this now. Because here's, here's what happens. Now, Carlos, I give you five areas to set goals off of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So automatically, right now, you're already distracted because you've got five different things that you're looking at. All right. Now, on top of those five goals, I'll give you five here five here, five here, Mm -hmm. five here, five here. We're talking about 25 different goals that we're looking to achieve. And look, we just, as I've done that over the years, at the end of the day, I only achieved results in the one area that I really focused on for that period of time. Mm -hmm. So what if you took the one area that you either were the strongest in or had the least amount of satisfaction in your life and said, I'm going to focus on this one area until it improves. So if I think about how I read, if I think about how I'm trying to grow in any area, it's stacked learning, stacked reading, stacked experience, stacked mentoring, meaning that I'm only going to read in a specific area for a period of time. So I had a goal of owning multifamily property. So for a six-month period, the only books that I read were multifamily investing, okay? The only training that I attended was multifamily investing. (laughs) Well, today I own 44 uh, apartment units as a result of that stacked learning for that period of time. And so had my focus been on multifamily, wholesaling, this, that, and the other, Like, I'd I'd be just as distracted as everybody else and not achieving anything. So, my philosophy moving forward now is pick the area that you want to grow or have the satisfaction on, stack your learning, stack your time, and go vehemently after that goal.
0: Mm. And, you know, that's a common thread, Chris. I'm glad you said that because we could probably turn that question around and really say, you know, that's a myth. The, the myth of goal setting that it has to be for That's five it. things or seven things <laughs> or tools. whatever. But the common thread, Chris, that I'm hearing from you and a, a lot of the other guests that have already been on here and, and these guests are world class just like you doing great things is it's the one thing. Yeah. Focusing on one thing being laser focused and all their energy, you know, going towards, you know, that one thing. And so you become a, instead of being a Jack of all trades and and the master of none, it's what is that one thing where if you focused on it so well, it'll have a huge impact on your life. So I I love that you shared that. And I'm glad um, to hear that and, and talking through that because a lot of people do have that misconception, you know, about goals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so let's, you know, you mentioned something about a strength. So, and this is a question that I ask all of my guests, Chris. And the question is, what do you believe your doer's superpower is? So it's that that one trait, (laughs) that one skill or value maybe you've developed as you've grown through your life that you feel like has really served you well up to this point in your life.
1: Yeah. If I, if I said I have a, a strength, that's a superpower, it would be positive self-talk. Like, I mean, I talk good to myself, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know and I asked the question, you know, to people, you know, because a lot of times what people do is we'll talk bad to ourselves and try to motivate ourselves. And, you know, I, I asked you this question, and I asked the audience out there, you know, and Dr. Venus Opal-Rees said this years ago and it always sat with me It says, if I said to you, what you said to yourself, would we be friends? Mm. If I said to you, what you say to yourself, would we be friends? Now, some people are listening, going, no way. <laughs> some people are going, well, yeah, we'd be okay. But look, it does not serve you to speak bad to yourself. And I had a gentleman walk up to me yesterday, you know, after I spoke one time and he said, you know, Chris, well, I, I talk bad to myself to motivate myself. I was like, but, but if I were to call you all the names that you call yourself, talk to the way you call yourself, we wouldn't be friends. You said, Chris, absolutely not. I said, so how is that serving you? How is that motivating you? What if you took that exact same energy? And encourage yourself. So I've found myself to be a very natural encourager to not only myself, but to those around me. Look, people are drawn, attracted to people that, you know, they feel uplifted around that They feel positive afterwards going, man, you know, I feel a little bit better after talking to Chris. You know, I feel like I could do a little bit more after talking to Chris. I want people walking away with that. And that starts with what I'm saying to myself internally. And if I have a skill, if I have a gift, it's, taking something negative and going, oh, that's interesting. Well, what if I did this? Or what if I could do this? Well, that didn't work out that time. Well, it's okay. We'll get it the next time. Uh, it was illustrated to me one time when I was playing golf, and, you know, um, a friend of mine was hitting some bad shots. Now, I get plenty of bad shots myself, too, but he was beating himself up. But I didn't even recognize it, and he pointed out to me. He says, you know what, Chris? He goes, after every shot, bad shot that I've hit that you, I've been beating myself up about, You've had a a friendly, you know, suggestion of, hey, it could have been in the water. Or, hey, good news is it's not this way. He goes, every single bad shot that I've made, you've given me a positive outlook on it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even paying attention. I'm just casually saying, I'm going, well, man, hey, the good news is you can see over that bunker. The good news is this, you know. Like, hey, we've got good news if we embrace it. That's my superpower.
0: <laughs> now, is that, now, is that something that, that you've always had or is that did you have to make a pivot at one point in your life and be like, man, I'm beating myself up too much? Where did you learn that from?
1: No, I've never really been a person to beat myself up. You know, if I would have to say where I probably picked it up from is my mom. Uh, my mother is a super encourager. And uh, I mean, like I say all the time, like I can call her today and say, Mom, I'm running for president and um, I'm gonna need you to help out. She's gonna, gonna say, well, what, what do I need to do? How can, how can I help out <laughs> with no questions that, We call her right now on this on this show, call us, and she'll say, well, oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> can I help out? <laughs> and so I, I would have to say i probably picked that up from her, because she is just a scrappy woman that always figures out a way, and uh, that's been modeled for me, and so I believe that was somewhat inherited. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Mom, for doing that, for raising Chris Robinson the way you did. That's awesome. So now are you the type of person that that will write something and put it on a mirror or have it in your car or have it as a screensaver, as, as positive affirmations and things like that?
1: Yeah, I'm a very, very visual person. So uh, imaging is very important because I feel like you have to get familiar with what it is that you want, because you know, your mind, you know, will accept and reject success for you. Mm. Okay. And so we have to condition ourselves because we have, you know, Tony Robbins talks about it and having a financial thermostat. Um, or let me give an example this way. Have you ever stepped into a store where you felt like you didn't belong because you felt like it was out of your reach you know growing up you know as a kid i remember you know for my own safety my parents would say hey you don't need to be going in that store by yourself or with all you guys going there together you don't need to be going there because you guys don't have any money to go inside that store that was some wiring and that was some programming that i had but those stores i was told not to go into I went in those stores anyway, and those are the stores that I shop in today. But anytime that I find myself with a discomfort for any restaurant, come on, we've, I don't know about you, but you ever stepped in a restaurant, looked at the menu, felt kind of like uncomfortable, like, do I belong here? Uh And what? why? Because we haven't been programmed to be comfortable with that environment. So anytime that I have a discomfort with an environment where it stretches me, I wanna immediately get back into the environment as fast as I possibly can to get myself comfortable with where I wanna be. So imaging for me is huge. Um so there'll be images i now at this point it 's primarily screenshots from my phone that i 'll do, and then i 'm going to also physically try to get in any of those environments that I want to condition my mind to be comfortable with so whether that is being in an area with a lot larger homes than I live in, whether that's being at a restaurant where you know um you know a certain income level of people are i want to go there um you know whether it's you know, going inside of watch stores and, you know, hey, I want to go there. Could I afford these type of things before? No, but I want to go in there and get comfortable with being there because success is just as scary as failure. Mm. And our subconscious mind will reject success if we don't get familiar with it.
0: That success is just as scary as failure. That, that sounds, that's like a, almost like an oxymoron or sounds wrong when you first, hear, when you first hear that. So dive a yeah. little bit more into that, Chris, why is success okay. scarier than failure sometimes?
1: Okay. So let, easiest way to illustrate this. All right. Your bank account pretty much stays around the exact same amount of money each month. Okay. It can incrementally get a little bit larger over time and eventually it scales over time, but that's only as a result of your comfort level. So, What happens is we get more money in the account than we're used to having there. What happens? We find a way to get rid of that money to get back right to our comfort level. (laughs) Mm. Or if we go below that comfort level, somehow we figure out a way to get back to comfort level whether that's a thousand whether that's ten thousand whether that's a hundred thousand whether that's a million look it stays within a certain range why because our thermostat is set there and so if if i were now i remember the first time that i received uh, i had a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar check coming to me and i mean i lost sleep for three nights I couldn't sleep, Carlos. I, like, I could not sleep because I had never had a hundred thousand, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in a single check coming to me, getting ready to hit my bank account. And I remember losing sleep, going, "Man, what do I, what do I do with this? Do I need to do this? I want to make sure I steward this right. I, you know, I'm spending it on paper. I want to make sure that I do the right thing with it. And I lost sleep over this, like this, it because. I wasn't, my mind wasn't conditioned to receive that type of income consistently. And that was well outside the range. Now, had I made six figures, I've been making six figure income since I was 23 years old. But to start getting single checks of that size, it was, this was different. Mm -hmm. It was scary. It was nerve wracking. You want to do the right thing. (laughs) It is just as scary as the fear of failure. Wow, it is
0: (laughs) so now we can you and I can walk over to our thermostat in our home or in the office and, you know, just turn it up and turn it down and make it comfortable to where we want it to be. How do we do that as we're we're closing this out, Chris, our conversation? How do we change our mental thermostat or our financial thermostat towards the success that we really want, even though it might be a little scary?
1: Yeah, it's what I call getting yourself familiar with what you want, whether that is getting around what you want in person, whether that is, you know, look, I've I've got an index card here. I won't write, can't see what's on there in the writing, but this is me getting familiar with the number. I'm just sitting here on calls all day and I'm writing down a number. That I want to be familiar with. I'm writing in different formats. I'm writing I look, this is me just writing it in different formats of "I want this amount to come in in a day, mm-hmm. in a month." And I'm just getting familiar with it because I'm trying to program myself to be OK, to be comfortable with a number which beyond where I'm at, each and every single day. So you do that by getting around in person, what it is that you want. You do that by beginning to visually see that through imaging, whether that's online, and you say, hey, I'm not ready to actually step into, you know, this particular place or this particular neighborhood. Look, you need to be on Zillow, going through those houses, doing those 3D tours, getting your, just your subconscious mind saying, hey, it's okay to have this with it. You, you get around people that have what you want. Okay, because they're going to stretch you what you think is big, they think is small. You know what I love, you know, about being here in West Palm Beach, Florida, what looks like big money here is regular money from where I come from. (laughs) You know, like what looks, it looks like, you know, big money here is like regular money. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, there's a different, there's a stretch. And so placing yourself as much as possible as you can around those people that you want to become, be, do, and have what it is that you want. But we've got to get comfortable with it.
0: Man, that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, the law of exposure, yeah. and just exposing yourself to those things, and then, you know, faith without works is dead. So That's if you right. really want something, <laughs> make an image of it. Or, and one thing I do, I have a, you know I have my iPad, and I actually yep. use Evernote, and yep. I call it a a, visual, a, a, a digital vision board. Yeah, And I've picked out, you know, suits that I want, a car that I want, vacations (laughs) that I want, and I'll put it in there and I'll look at it. And it's just amazing how when you put it out there and you start exposing your mind, it's kind of like, have you ever ever heard the example of the red car or when you just bought a car?
1: Yeah, the reticular activating system. Yeah, (laughs) you didn't
0: see that car before, but now that it's on your mind and it's on the top of your mind, Now you see it everywhere. So to the person listening to this, go back and listen to what Chris said (laughs) and, and, make sure you're you're doing those exercises that he's talking yeah. about, writing things down, you know, looking at those three things as far as setting your growth goals and your, your other goals, um, because that's going to only help you when it comes to the goals that you are setting. So this is so powerful, Chris. And I do want to ask you, you know, one last question before sure. we share, you know, where the, the person listening can find out about you or the company listening to this can find out more yeah. about you. What is, what is your next step? What is something that you're you're focused on right now as far as your growth? What's the next thing for for Chris Robinson that you're looking at or visualizing
1: <laughs> yeah, so for me right now, the big task that I have on hand is leading the John Maxwell team into a new atmosphere. You know, currently right now our business was based on hosting, you know, large live event two times per year uh, in Orlando, Florida. We're now shifting gears to be able to take that online and in person moving forward. And uh, so I'm trying to become the best leader that I can inside this role, navigating the new atmosphere, uh, which has been great because now I don't have to follow the mold of what was done in the past because I've got a new set of circumstances so I get to try and have space for failure and have space for things that I can just explore with so it's really just becoming the best leader and model that I can for the John Maxwell team uh, in order to help so many individuals across the world grow so it's next step for me, man. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Well, I think that's a good place for us to close out there, Chris. This has been an amazing uh, conversation, one that I'm going to go back to because you, you said so many things. There's so many myths about goals. You know, yeah. There's obviously the power of it, but there's myths about you know what you actually do with it, what you need to focus on versus other things you need to yeah. focus on. I, I really think you did a great job of talking through those things because of your experience with yourself first of all, but then your one-on-one coaching, uh, your group coaching that you do. So for those of you listening, you want to learn more about Chris, you can look at the show notes. I'll have links to where you can connect with Chris, but you can go to r3-coaching.com and also John Maxwell uh, team, and you can learn more about Chris, find out how he can help you individually or your group. So, Chris, I, I just want to thank you again, and I want to acknowledge you and, and just let you know how much I appreciate you, appreciate oh, your you, leadership, how you move in life, and I just want to keep encouraging you, you know, keep letting your light shine because the world needs what, what's in you and what God's put in you and the talents and the skills that he's put inside awesome.
1: of you. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Carlos. I appreciate you, man. Looking forward to us growing together
0: definitely all right well doers journey family go out there and make it a great day and remember don't just be hearers go out there and be doers Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your doer's journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.